Welcome, welcome, welcome to Armchair Expert. I'm Monica Shepard. I'm joined by Dax Padman. Hello. Boy, you know, one of the stars of our favorite TV show is on today. Oh, we love it. Adam Devine. He is Devine. Well, you know what they say is Adam Devine is delicious. Is that what they say? No, they probably say he's divine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you don't need to say delicious if your name's already divine. Right. You know him from so many things. He's an actor, a comedian, a screenwriter, a producer, and a singer. He's the co-creator of the Comedy Central series Workaholics, Pitch Perfect, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, and, of course, our favorite show, The Righteous Gemstones. Mm. Is he brilliant mm. on that or what? He is. He's also got a new film coming out on October 11th called Jexy. You may ask yourself, how does one spell Jexy? Well, it's J-E-X-I, Jexy. I don't know why. I just, that would have been driving me crazy if I didn't know how to spell Jexy. Oh, you just wanted people to be in the know. OCD type people like me who would have ruminated on, how, how are they spelling Jexy? I guess I would have expected it to be J-E-X-I-E. So great. Okay, great. So, but, but it's J-E-X-I. Great. Great. <laughs> We're all better off knowing that. We love everyone. We hope you have a blast listening to Adam Devine. One little reminder, we've added a second show to Nashville. We'll be in Nashville Saturday, November 2nd. We're going to be putting on a second show for everybody. So tickets are on sale. Go to our website, www.armchairexpertpod.com, and you'll get a ticket link there. So please come see us in Nashville. It's going to be a big party. Enjoy Adam Delicious. Ugh. He's an armchair expert. The healthier I get, the more sensitive I am to everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty goddamn healthy now. You're really healthy now. I'll have a waffle or something, and then the next day I feel like I did an eight ball. I feel like I'm probably, in the last few years, the healthiest I've ever been. Okay. But if I eat, like, a cheeseburger, mm -hmm. my body just falls apart. It does. And what kind of symptoms will you experience? My buddy has like a pizza night every week at his house. Uh huh. And he like makes his own dough like and like mm. has his own Artismal. pizza oven and stuff. He's awesome at it. But we go over every Sunday and I gain seven pounds every <laughs> every wow. Monday morning. I weigh myself <laughs> and I'm seven pounds heavier. <laughs> okay. Now, clearly you're exaggerating, but also you might not be because my water fluctuation, I'll weigh myself before I go to bed and I quite often lose four pounds at night through yeah. pain. Mm -hmm. Are you getting up to pee yet? What, what are you, 36? 35. You're 35. So you're uh, Sometimes. It's not an every night event. It's not? No. Okay. I'm every night, bad nights <laughs> three times, oh, and I'm boy. furious. Oh, I'm boy. so mad, and then I can't go back to sleep. This has led to a thing on yes. here. I am seriously, you'll think this is a bit, but I'm sincere. I'm considering training myself to go in diapers again because my sleep is more important than fucking whether or mm -hmm. not I wear diapers. If I could just sleep through all that, I feel like I would be much happier and healthier. Sure. Uh, your, how does your wife feel about that? She seems fine with it. I really? Mean, I'm, you I'm, pissing I'm, yourself next to her? Yeah. Okay. Look, she has a low bar. So, you <laughs> okay. know. Also, you've been with your gal four years now? Yeah. Okay, you're still together. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So we're 12 years. Mm -hmm. I'm predicting for you in about 20 <laughs> months, you'll just become this orb in her life. You won't really have any features or <laughs> sure, attractive sure. anything. You'll just be this force around her, which is where I'm at. Like people will say like, I've gotten in good shape for movies and they'll go like, oh, I bet Kristen like that. Kristen has no idea whether I got in shape or gained 30 pounds, just oblivious to it. I feel like Chloe also 
doesn't care if I'm in the best shape or just a fat trash heap. Uh-huh. Like she doesn't care. Oh, isn't that nice? That's yeah. love, you guys. Yeah. It's yeah, it's great. It's I think love. I think when I gain weight, she's like, oh, okay. Then she can eat worse. Like okay. she feels better about doing that. Sure, sure, sure. Well, that's like kind of that. what happens in relationships, right? Like you, you got you meet each other and you're both hot. And then you're spending more time on the couch, just cozy. And oh, I was not hot food. when we first met. Oh, you weren't. No, I was. I was like the fattest I've ever been. Which oh. I'm like that. I'm glad that I met her mm. in my plumpest state. Yeah, sure. Because Your most rotund. Yeah, and then like <laughs> I started dating her, and then I got in great shape for a movie and tried to keep it. Impossible to keep it. You can keep it, but boy, the quality of life really goes into the basement, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like to eat almost no carbs and all that. It's rough, right? I don't I don't like also it. Also has an effect on my boners. Did did you when you got in shape, did you go like high protein, low carb? Yeah, for the most part. And did you notice any <laughs> My boners were okay. They were solid. <laughs> yeah, my Again, boners. You were, were thirty three at the time, yeah. probably, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Wait a few more years and yeah. I won't be able to, to eat that way and maintain erections. No, Is see, that what you're saying? Actually, though, when I did it, I was about the age you did it. So I was 32 when I did it for this movie. Kristen and I did. Mm-hmm. Sunday through Thursday was glycogen depletion. So almost no carbs, right? Mm-hmm. And then Thursday into Friday night was carb loading. And I would be a noodle all week. And then I'd eat like two boxes of Fruity Pebbles. Oh, that's And then like a I would be diet. hard as a rock out of nowhere. Not even necessarily horny, just I would be engorged. But you have to do something with it. <laughs> you absolutely yeah. slam it yep. in a door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So you're not wrestling with any of those issues. No, that I not did. yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, you're a virile young man, and I yeah. hate you. In general, how does your body feel? Not to the touch from the outside, but for you personally. Uh, yeah, it's not squishy but firm. You can tell there's a, a layer of muscle underneath. I'm I, so I feel like that. when dad bods got popular a couple of years ago, when uh, girls were like, I just like a dad bod. <laughs> and like that was like memes on the internet. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> my time has arrived. Not a second too because soon. Because I look like an athletic dad. You do, you do, yeah. you look, do you remember, well, you're too young well, probably, but did you ever, first of all, you look great. Yeah, you look Let me great. Say well, thanks, thank you. you. I mean, truthfully, thank you, you. you look really oh, good. Oh, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the truth. One of my favorite looks is Al Bundy season one of uh, Married with Children. Sure. Or your father on uh, A Righteous Gemstones. John Goodman. John Goodman, mm-hmm. in the early years of Roseanne, like you could see the football Base. Yeah. He was a football player and there was a ton of mature muscle under there. Yeah, a lot of and then some padding. Hard like stridations. That. Yes. Dense, dense, mature dense. muscle. <laughs> and so I just kind of like that look where it's like, oh, that guy used to be a hell of an athlete and now he's comfortable. That's exactly what I'm working out for now is so when I do have kids down the road, their friends will be like, Oh, I bet your dad used to be in shape. <laughs> That's the only goal. Yeah. Is this I bet be- he used to be in really good shape. <laughs> Okay, I had never met you, Mm -hmm. to my knowledge. I don't think so. I was co-hosting the Today Show, or some hour of it. I'm probably inflating what I did. There's just the Today Show is like four or five hours long. Okay, all right. So I was on like the back end of that, whatever that time slot is. That's the money hour. (laughs) After everyone's gone home, uh, (laughs) (laughs) everyone's gone off to work. Sure, shift change. It's (laughs) a great time. Yeah, so I was co-hosting it, and you were a guest. Yeah. It was cool that you were doing that. I like doing those shows. Like, for the most part, like, those Today shows, like, 
It's fun. I love when my mom calls me and she's like, oh, my friends just saw you on the Today Show. <laughs> I'm like, that's cool. I could not agree more. I'm not even sure I was aiming to be an actor, but I knew I really wanted to be on Letterman. Like, I wanted to be on a late night talk show more than I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live or anything. I Can always, you relate to that at all? Yes, I remember I wanted to be on Saturday. And that was like my, sure. my thing I really wanted to do. But talk shows, I remember like when people that I thought were funny actors and would go on talk shows and were trying to play it cool or like mm -hmm. not being fun. Yeah. I'm like, they lied Why? to us. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. are they being like this? Yes. Yeah. So I always was like, you got to just go for it. And that's why I love like Chris Farley when he would go out on a, he only did a few talk shows before he passed away. Mm. And he would go and do cartwheels and like jump on the. Tear the place up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was fun. Or Will Ferrell, like I think some of his best performances in movies and or Saturday Night Live are on like Conan or these other talk shows For where sure. he wrote it out, he's in a character. Yeah. Did you like hosting the Today Show? I did. I actually did. I, I did like it. You know what I like about it? And I'm sure you've experienced this in many different ways, but when you can feel the malleability of time, the time passes differently in different situations. Yeah. I'm fascinated by that because that was an hour long show that we hosted. And to me, it felt like seven and a half minutes. For sure. Because it's just flying. And, and all of a sudden so you're like, many bits to, to run through mm -hmm. and different segments to pitch to. It's like working in a restaurant when it's like slammed. You're just like, and then all of a sudden you look up and you're like, oh my God, two hours flew by. I kind of, I don't know why I just enjoy when it warps like that. Yeah, that's cool. I, I feel like I always would like to do something like that like what you did like a guest hosting spot yeah like i don't know if i would like to have my own today show like to be the new matt lauer with the button and all sure but i would have more buttons so i don't know why he stopped there uh but like to be the new guy one button that's a problem yeah three that's, buttons three that's buttons. james bond he's fun this guy likes to party uh yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I could have handled doing that every day. Like, because what's fun about our jobs is like, it changes all the time. Yes. Like you go and you do a show, but that's only for a few months of the year. And then you could go off and do movies or I do stand up or you do the podcast and you can do all different kinds of things. But I'm like, every day showing up at like 4 a.m. And, and being chipper yes. every morning. Yeah. And never, you can never have like any real opinions on things you're just it's true you yeah. know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm more of the mindset like i just love to do i want to like look back when i'm old and be like oh i did a lot of weird stuff yeah like yeah. i did all the stuff i, I like everything. when i hosted the mtv movie awards it was like i remember i was on tour doing stand-up and i was on my tour bus and i remember got the call and i was just silent for like 30 seconds and my agents are like is this a good silent and i'm like yeah, <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and I was excited, but like- Were you scared as well? It was nerve wracking because oh, I was yeah. shooting a movie. I finished this tour and then went right into a movie. So I had no time to like, I had like two weeks to be in the writer's room to figure out what we were doing. Yeah. So like I had this whole like song and dance number dressed as the beast at the opening of the of the movie awards. And I had to, I had like three hours to learn the song the day before. Nice. And so- uh yeah, it was like trial by fire. But it's fun when you put yourself in that situation. Like, I only got it right all the way through one time. Uh-huh. And then the next day, we didn't have time to run the whole thing. We just did it, and it worked. Yeah. I kind of compare it to talking to a girl you don't know. Something happens to my adrenaline 
that kicks my brain into a gear that just I can't access unless I'm trying to impress a girl. That's when it's at its best, traditionally over my life. And so also the stakes of failing on TV, that also can kick me into that hyper zone where I don't really know how to access without the stakes. Absolutely. I think that's why SNL performers have that extra gear. Yeah. Uh, and why so many of them have gone on to be so successful because it is something about like being in front of a crowd. You've been there, right? I've been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've watched a show. Or yeah, two. yeah. And, and it's like, it's pretty small. Like that's a small crowd, but then you realize there's, you know. But that stage when I saw it in real life, it gave me the chills when I looked at it. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, for sure. I, like, I'm not religious, but I feel like if that's what would be standing in St. Peter's or something. If <laughs> yeah, I the was comedy gods opened yeah, up. Yeah, I was just like, my goodness. I stared at the, the, the psych that they come out of, and I was like, God, I just started thinking of everyone I've seen walk out there and do that monologue. And it just... It's cool, too, like when you do... I would love to host. Uh, <laughs> but when you like see places like that and then you see The Tonight Show or Kimmel or, or whatever and like things that you've kind of grown up watching and yeah, and then you see how tiny it is when you're actually there. I've had the exact same experience. It's always the same reaction like, holy shit, this place is tiny. Yeah. With the exception of Letterman's old studio and now Colbert's, that's a pretty big Place. You've done Colbert, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I was able to do Letterman before we retired, too. Oh, you too. did? Yeah, oh, that's like, great. It was like six months before we retired. I was so excited. Oh. And then he leaned over after our segment, and he was like, I'm a big fan of Workaholics. I've seen every episode. Oh, and wow. I, I'm like, my brain just melted. Yeah. And then I like really wanted to talk to him about it, but the guy was already dragging me away, going this way. And I'm like, but he said, but he said nice things to me. <laughs> well, what we do when we write it. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm, oh, you mean like uh, every show? <laughs> yeah. You sit around a table together? Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. I could have leaned over Do you and remember that him. like really old man who told you it was time to go i guess he'd been there for like he's the guy that like taps you to to walk out oh, oh yes yes every one of the they have somebody that does that yeah like the, a stage manager yeah, type person yeah and or letterman's guy i guess had been there since like someone told me he's like there since carson uh uh they're like oh he's been there maybe someone was lying to me it's just someone's nice grandfather <laughs> that was working for the day but uh <laughs> but this guy has been there forever and he goes now as like to go and to like he touched me uh -huh. and then i acted scared i was like oh like just to, <laughs> to fuck with to them. fuck with them uh -huh. and then he goes now like like it really was time to go and i'm like oh man and i stepped out and you have to take a hard right turn oh uh, yeah and i walked right into the pool i walked oh. right into this pool and the camera caught me right as i'm ricocheting off this pool <laughs> and so my family and friends were like were you doing like a fun dance when you walked in or what was? <laughs> yeah, did it read as a bit? It read like I, yeah, it, it read just like I'm coming in, walking all goofy. But in fact, I just rocked myself. Uh, wow. Have you ever shit the bed on a talk show or? A I did not well on Conan once. I wouldn't say I shit the bed. <laughs> okay. But I remember like a joke kind of fell flat. And then like I tried to say, uh, Live from New York at Saturday Night Live for, for in like a bit. And I said, live from Saturday night. And he's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. And then I tried to say a word and it just came out wrong. And he's like, oh, you're not really on today, are you? And I'm like, no, Conan, I'm not. But, but I've, been, I've been on it. 
I've been on Conan like eight times now, so I yeah, I think he trusted that it was an off day. Just some days it's just, you know, sure. a little cloudy up there. So I'm sure you're sick of telling it, but I also don't think anyone could possibly understand you without this story, which is when you're a little kid, you're about to cross the road pushing your bicycle. Yeah. And what happens? You don't win the lottery. <laughs> and someone popped out of the manhole cover. The turtles are real. Uh, no, I was walking across the street. This is in Omaha? Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, you're born I'm, in Iowa, but you moved to Omaha. I'm born in Waterloo, Iowa, and lived there until I moved to Omaha when I was 10. And so I'm 11 now. I've been there about six months. It was the summer going into sixth grade. I made a few new friends, and we're going to the convenience store. And... My buddy was across the street and he was yelling, come on. And I took that as the coast is clear, come on. Mm, mm -hmm. But what he just meant, come on, let's go to the convenience store. I'm a child. I want to eat candy. Yeah, I'm impatient. Yeah. And (laughs) I grew up in the suburbs. So like new houses were being built every day. And so three cementers are going up the hill and two are coming down at the exact same time. (gasps) And so after the third one passed going up the hill on my side of the street, I walk out with my bicycle and was hit by the cement truck coming down the other side. At and 11 years old. At 11, oh taken under God. the wheel, spit out, broke everything from my waist down besides my right femur, oh. and then crushed yeah. everything from the knees down and took all my skin off. You were in a coma oh for two God. weeks. Yeah. You had a collapsed wow. lung. Yeah. Everything's broken below the waist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oof. And they're probably talking amputation. My parents did a good job of, like, shielding me because I didn't, you know, they're not coming up to an 11-year-old boy going, they're going to take your legs. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Take a good look at your legs. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're uh, going to take them. At 3 p.m., yeah. they won't have oh. them anymore. There's a 30% chance that they're gone, mm. So just so you know. Mm. But they were saying they're probably going to have to take them. Then it was they're going to have to take one, then then just my right heel. Okay. And then it ended up being I got to keep both legs. And How long are you wow. in the hospital? I was in the hospital for almost two months, like, I think like six or seven weeks, something like that. And what is your reaction to being there? Are you, do you feel, A, stupid that happened? Do you feel grateful you're alive? Do you feel scared you're never going to walk? I was on like so many drugs. That was going to be one of my questions. That it was like, I was just floating. I was Mm -hmm. just there. Sure. And I was still just, you know, I'm 11 years old, so I'm still like a kid and... It hurt a lot. Like, even with all the drugs, I knew that this is painful and I'm in traction and my there's pins through my knees and, and that are holding them up. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every adult in my life is standing over me just crying, yeah. just staring at me <laughs> crying. Would, I'm like, that would be I'm like, I guess this part. is real. Like, mm-hmm. I've never yeah. seen, my dad is like a tough guy, you know. What does he do or what he did he do? He just retired. He was a conductor for the railroad for 35 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Never saw him cry. Right. And then he's just like shaking and bawling. And I'm like, oh, oh. my God. Yeah. I'm like, pussy. No. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, that's when I knew like it was real. Yeah. Do you have a memory of that actual experience or does it just feel no, like? No, I don't yeah. remember. Like what happens when you have a traumatic event like that? My body went into shock and yeah. I can't remember like a few hours beforehand. And then. Two weeks afterwards, because I was in a medically induced coma. Right. Yeah. Oof. What if it was later discovered you had murdered someone in that? Two week, hours week, before. Two hours before. <laughs> and you were actually running. Good movie idea, Dax. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then what follows is 26 surgeries? Yeah. Oh, Fucking my God. A. Over how many years? 
by my freshman year of high school. So like 26 within that time. Right. And then I busted my knee a handful of times since then. How did you do junior high? Did Were you homeschooled during that period? Or were you I going in a wheelchair? I was homeschooled for half of my sixth grade year. And then I went in a wheelchair. In hindsight, it actually worked out for me because like they had an announcement at school. Like it was in the bulletin. Like parents were talking to their kids to like be nice to me. Oh. I'm, I'm the new kid. Like no one knew who I was before starting school there right and then all of a sudden i go and now everyone knows who i am and everyone's being pretty nice to me even though kids can be dicks but like well i would have been the kid that was like started maybe being nice to you and then i would have seen how much attention you were getting (laughs) i would have got jealous and then maybe i would have had to take a shot at you yeah there was there was some of that for sure (laughs) i ran into a few of you (laughs) but no i don't think i would uh, but i think that's like kind of why i got into comedy because up until then, like, I'm I'm a kid, but I was like, I'm a jock. I'm an athlete. I'm right. going to be a professional baseball player. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And then after that, I you was You need like, a new identity, basically, I couldn't do anything. And then anytime anyone would, like, make fun of me, my dad's like, you can't get in a fight, so you got to punch him back with your words. Like, think of some funny things to say back to them. Right. So I would go home, and I'd write in notebooks, like, possible mean things <laughs> oh my that people could say to me in retorts. So I yeah. just had, like, a notebooks and notebooks full of slams yeah. on these kids, and so I would just annihilate them. Uh-huh. And then no one could beat up the kid in the wheelchair who can't defend himself, so it really— It's not a super yeah. tough look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But by the time you get to high school, you're now done with the wheelchair or were there periods as well in high school no I was done with the wheelchair I busted my knee again like playing basketball but that was back on crutches and then and then off the crutches okay so with all these surgeries 26 you're on opiates and stuff all the time right on and off them Mm -hmm. what was your relationship with like did you come to like them did you come to look forward to them I hated them you hated them yeah I don't like the feeling of not having my wits about me. Right. And I feel like those painkillers just dumb you down and slow everything down and make you not feel anything. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to be the dumbest guy in the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Although normally I am. <laughs> in real life, I am. I, uh, I need don't drugs need to, opiates yeah, for this. Yeah. <laughs> I got this covered. Did you at all have a sense of that pause had been hit on your life? When I was thinking about your situation, I was like, is this an adult perspective to feel this way? Or would you be aware of it as a kid? Like, oh my God, I'm missing like the three years I would be most riding my bike, most going out and building a fort, all these things. Did you? I feel like 11 is when you start to like stop doing stuff like that. Mm. At least like, you know, like 11 is when you are like, no, I'm grown up now. Right. So like for me, I did a lot of that when I was younger and I reverted back to like my youth instead of like all those kids were like sneaking off and like, Smoking cigarettes and like 12 and 13, starting to like steal their parents' vodka and like mixing it with their Gatorade. Yeah. I was just watching Ren and Stimpy. Banging and back like, uh, oxycodone. Yeah, yeah just smashing <laughs> my oxys. Uh, uh, just selling them for pogs. Pogs. <laughs> and so like I really was just like a true kid again. Yeah. When all everyone else was sort of growing up, I was just like watching they gave me a free membership to main street movies which is our local like blockbuster oh you know the local one mom and pop shop and they were like as many movies as you want to rent for as long as you want to rent them oh wow so they gave that to us for like three years and then they're like okay (laughs) you've seen all the advantage of this so like i truly (laughs) saw like every movie and 
that's all I did was watch movies and watch and you, comedy. And you liked comedy the most? Yeah, comedy and action. Okay, so you were born in 83? Yep. Okay, so eight years. For me, it was all Fletch and Chevy Chase movies and all that and early mm -hmm. Bill Murray. But for you, who was it? Sandler? It was Sandler and Farley. Uh-huh. Yeah, that whole crew. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. My buddy Kyle Newichek, who I did Workaholics with, he just directed Murder Mystery. And Sandler texted him and was like, hey, tell your boy Adam that I really liked your stand-up special because I just had a stand-up special come out. Right. What's the name Adam of Adam Devine's the Best Time of Your Life. <laughs> yes, Adam Devine's <laughs> Best Time. That's what you were Get promoting when I met you at the Today Show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in the 11th and, uh, hour of the Today Show. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he liked it. And I'm like, done. Oh, my God. Just on the moon. Yeah, of course. Uh, because, yeah, he was, they were my guys. And now you liked it so much. What, what age do you think, oh, like, oh, I'm going to somehow try to pursue this? Is that in college? No, it was, like, really young, actually. Like, I couldn't walk when I, you know, 13, 12, 13, and I started calling into the radio stations. And you'd do impressions? I would do different impressions, and I would do, like, Chris Farley and, like, a guy who's just stuck in traffic and everything pisses him off. And then uh -huh. some, like, dumb girl voice that I would do. And and they, like, kind of caught on on the radio. It was, like, part of their, like, afternoon hour. They were like, come down. We want to put you on every day. You're like, you could be part of our staff. No way. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, awesome. So I, my mom drives me down there, and I never talk to them and not in character. Ooh. I goes always in character because I was afraid they'd get mad if they knew I was a little kid yeah. in a wheelchair. Right. And so I go, <laughs> and I'm in this wheelchair, and I meet them. Oh, you're a little kid in a wheelchair. And I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't. You can't employ you. Employ you. <laughs> but uh, if you keep calling in, they would give me free concert tickets and free CDs. And uh, so you know, weirdly, all that. there was a lot of lemonade out Some of this Some yeah. 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 There was the video well, store, this, yeah, this yeah. Yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it is like the type of thing of like, I'm glad it happened to me because I don't think I would have pursued this career at all. Right. Because my parents would have gone like, you're moving where? We don't know anyone out there. No. Yeah. You're going to live here and work at the railroad like every other male member of this family. Yes. I'm really glad it, it worked out that way because... Can you access your early Chris Farley? No, my voice changed. I mean, uh, it's just a little bit like this, you know? Yeah, yeah that's uh, nice. Yeah. I remember when my voice changed. Like, for whatever reason, when I had a higher-pitched voice, uh -huh. it was better. Oh, okay. Because okay. then when I would lower it, it still was like that high pitch, Chris Farley. Yeah, and yeah. And I remember my voice changed on the radio. Oh, really? And I called in, and my <laughs> voice was cracking all the time. You know, I'm in like seventh, eighth grade. <laughs> and I call in, and like, they- hey, Scoob. Yeah, totally. And they were like, no, this isn't Adam. Yeah. And I'm like, it is. And they're like, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, and I was so disappointed. Uh, when do you discover you can sing? Do you start singing young? No, that was just something I could always kind of do. Like, I still don't consider myself a great singer. Okay. I think I can pull off some songs. Well, and this is going to be the cynical side of me, and not even regarding to you. But sometimes when I hear people sing, I think, can they just do an impersonation of a singer? Or are they really singing? You know what I'm saying? Like, when people are like, ooh, you're soulful. I'm like, I'm doing a James Brown impression. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Because I can't sing at all, but occasionally I can hit Waylon Jennings just because I'm imitating him, and I will find my way into tune sure. just by being him. But I can't do it with my own voice. It's weird. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare.
One of the most impressive things I learned about you was that, now I've thrown the first pitch out at a game mm -hmm. twice. That in itself is scary as fuck. It's virtually no win. Either you do it well and it's not going to make the news or you baba booey it and then it's everywhere, right? <clears throat> yeah. there's, there's, there's no upside. Yeah. But that alone is so stressful. And the fact you sang the national anthem at a Dodgers game, fucking hard pass Ooh. for me. Oh, I, that was like one of the things where I'm like, I just, I got to see if I could do it. Because, you know, I'm going to do it the best I can. I'm not going to Roseanne it and like yes. make a mockery of it. Like mm -hmm. I, I will do my best. We'll see if that's any good. Right. I've not heard a song more in my life that I don't know the words well, to. Well, they're insane. They are, they're, right? They're insane. They're not real it's words. It's very old-timey. I think I just learned this year that there are other verses of that song that get downright racist. Do you know this? Oh, no. Really? Or am I thinking of a different song? I don't think you're thinking of the national anthem. I feel like there currently would be uproar yeah. about that. Well, if I thought that's what was kind of brought out during the Kaepernick stuff was like, hold on, you want us to stand for this thing, got it, blah, blah, blah. But also, do you know the, the full song from its the first time? Like, they've mm -hmm. cut out passages. I could be wrong. You'll mm. fact check it. Yeah, we'll find, find out. out. But no, I do think there's some dicey deep. there's some dicey stuff maybe in the back half for that song. I didn't sing those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just found those verses and just sang that. <laughs> We're taking this one old school. Now, do you have a trick? Do you have like some, some mental gymnastics you do just prior to singing that song to steady yourself? Well, my ex-girlfriend was a singer. Madonna, she was in the, right? Yeah, yes. Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> she was a singer, so she kind of coached me up a little bit. Left to my own devices, I would have butchered it. Because uh, well, you have be, to start so low. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because then it builds so high. If you start where you're comfortable singing. You've got nowhere to go. You've got nowhere to go. Ugh. My thing is I try to be distracted until the second I'm doing something. Like when I do stand-up, I'm backstage, I'm talking with people, I'm messing around until they call my name. And then if I try to think about the material I'm about to do, I can't think of a single joke I'm about to do. Right. I'm looking at my set list or whatever, yeah. I'll be like, none of these words make sense right before I'm about to go on. Like 15 minutes before, it all makes sense. But then in that moment, none of it does. And so I'm just like, I just got to think of something else and then it'll come back to me. Now, I did stand up for a few years. Stand up's a 10 for me, fear level right before you walk out. It is just like, oh man, there's nowhere to hide. There's no one to help me. A sink or swim. It is as I high think that's as like what I enjoy about it. I did my special, came out on Netflix, Adam Divine, Best Time of Our Lives. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that material front and back. I've been doing that, those jokes for a while. Like, it's really polished. I know what I'm getting myself into. I know exactly how this can go. Nothing can throw me off. Yeah. And still, even before, like, on that last run of shows, right before going on, you still get the jitters and, and are nervous and excited to get out there. So you go to college. Orange Coast College, is mm -hmm. that what it was? Where's Orange that it's a community college. It's oh. in Orange County. It's Costa Mesa. Oh, so you moved here. here to go there. Yeah, I moved when I was 18. I was going to go to UCLA, but it's super expensive. and uh, so Out of state. Yeah, out of state. Yeah. And so I was going to get some transfer. credits and get in-state tuition and then transfer up. And then I went down there and I met Blake and Kyle, Blake Anderson and Kyle Nuacek, that I ended up doing workaholics with day one of improv class in ah, community college. That's cool that they had an improv class. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, it's, I think it's like the second largest community college in the country. Oh. There's like 50,000 kids that go oh, to Oh, Jesus. So it's, it's like, like Notre Dame. Yeah. And so we met and I was like, oh, this 
guy with like the curly hair is like super funny. He had like a tight little cute afro. Uh -huh. and, yeah. and I'm like, oh, he's so funny. And then Kyle was like a director and I'm like, oh, let's start making stuff together. So right. we did. And then like you did in the MySpace era, right? You were yeah. post stuff there. And yeah, we'd YouTube. post stuff in, in MySpace. And then Kyle moved up to go to film school in, at LA Film School. Because he couldn't get into the film school at Orange Coast Community College. <laughs> okay. And, <laughs> and so he, he moved up there, and I moved up with him about a year later. And I got a job at the Hollywood Improv, uh -huh. uh, working the phones and doing the door and stuff. And then at that time, the Second City was next door, and they shared a building. Right. And so I got half off classes, and so I'm like, oh, I'll start to take classes at the Second City. Uh -huh. And being from the Midwest, like Second City was like oh, yeah. a big deal. And so I started taking classes there and met Anders in improv class. And then we started making stuff. And so based on the success of your videos, is that why Comedy Central agrees to do that? It was like a mix of like, I did stand up for Comedy Central. Oh, uh, other okay. like new faces showcase called Live at Gotham. Uh -huh. And so I was kind of on their radar. And then I told them about us as a group. And then a lower level executive just saw our stuff and kept tabs on us. And then we made a web series that ended up being very similar to Workaholics and they, they called us in. We oh. didn't even know that they had sent us a YouTube email, like a, me a message oh. like, through our YouTube. Okay. And we never checked those. So right. like for like two months, it, it was just what if the sitting offer there. Just kept going up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, Fine, a million. And uh, so they honestly thought we were like big timing them. Oh. We, yeah, <laughs> which worked out in our favor. Sure, that's a yeah. that's a happy accident. Uh -huh. How old are you when you start doing that show? I got the call when I was twenty five, and then really started to work on it when I was twenty six. We didn't know what we were doing. Like we literally, Anders had written a few spec scripts, but like the rest of us hadn't written any spec. We would just write sketches, right? And I would write stand up, mm -hmm. but we wouldn't write you know spec scripts for TV. So we like literally were reading books on how to write for television as sure. we were shooting the show, <laughs> right? And yeah. was that part the hardest, the the writing of it? Yeah, I feel like. The first season, like, we had so much pent-up creative energy that it it's was like, like— It was like your first album, right? Yeah, it was, like, awesome. Mm -hmm. It got harder, like, season five. Oh, we've already done a thing like that. Or, like, you start to go down a road and you got stuck down that road before creatively. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, so you don't even bother to go down it anymore? Mm -hmm. When maybe you should have and you probably could have figured it out, but— Yeah, it gets hard to feed that machine, right, with just storylines. yeah. I'm glad we did our seven seasons, and Comedy Central wanted to take us through nine or ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, and we were like, no, we got to go. We're worn We're out. done. Yeah. <laughs> we're done with this. Two of us are dead. Yeah. And, and you're yeah, talking to me in the hospital. We're no longer like young guys uh, <laughs> that are just drinking Starving. beers on the roof. <laughs> Durs, Blake, and Kyle all have children. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you did that for seven years. It ended up being seven seasons in six years, but we worked seven years. You did? In yeah. Like nine months a year? Was there any breaks on that? Yeah, there's seven or eight months of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, and then towards the end, like, I was leaving to go do movies, so I would, like, come back in the writer's room for, like, three weeks and then have to leave and to go do X, Y, Z. Did they but, resent you for that, or were they happy for you? Uh, yeah, I think they, they hate my guts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm meeting with them tonight, so I'll, I'll ask them. <laughs> Yeah, I think for the most part, they were happy. I, I'm sure they were like, 
well, why the fuck are we yeah. in this room in Van Nuys yeah. where our office was when Adam is in glorious Baton Rouge, Louisiana? <laughs> right, staying at a very nice place. Yes. Pitch Perfect's kind of like the first big. Is that the first? Yeah, I shot that between season one and two. Oh, uh, so early. Yeah. yeah, real early. And we had actually just finished shooting season two, but season one had already been out. Mm -hmm. And season two was starting to come out while I was down there. Mm -hmm. And so it was pretty crazy. It was crazy, like, being in a college town when that show's oh. coming out. What type of person are you? How are you handling being on TV? How are you, uh, is your ego running away with you? Do you think you're, like, six months away from being Sandler? What kind of... Yeah, I, I definitely never thought about, like, dips in the road. I am on a goddamn rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I had a similar experience. Yeah, but I, I think for the most part, you know, I was, I was, like, always nice to people and everything like that. By the way, regardless of what you say, the proof is in the pudding because basically when people have dips and they stick around, that's basically how you know someone's fun to work with. Yeah. Because the guys who take it on the chin and they were assholes, they're gone. No, I, I absolutely think that. And, and it's like, I also know how many talented people are out there. Like, I worked at the improv for years before getting any sort of shot. And so I saw all these, like, super funny guys, and I saw how, like, people would get a big head and come in, and then, like, six months later, it's not working that well for them. Yeah. Or they get a show, and now they think they're the hot shit, and then that show ends up getting canceled and coming back into the club on a Tuesday with their tail between their legs. And so yeah. I like, I had seen enough of that to not fully be a maniac. I always have to look at it like when I was a kid, if I told myself when I was like 15 or 16 years old, when I was first starting to truly dream about like this life, yeah. if I told myself that I got as successful as I currently am, mm -hmm. I would be so oh, stoked you know. on yeah. the moon. Couldn't agree more. You always have to look at it like, of course, everything could be better, but it's still pretty great. Yeah, my analogy is always, uh, you're in the NBA. I'm not Michael Jordan, but by God, I've been playing in the NBA for a while. That's, I, I don't want to miss that because yeah. I was, wasn't Jordan. Exactly. Okay, so Pitch Perfect, though, is a giant. I'm, I'm Bill Cartwright. <laughs> yeah. I'm just there getting the boards yeah. and boxing people I, out. I think I'm Robert Ory. Okay. I'm Robert Ory. <laughs> He's a good time. You know, yeah. Sometimes he's great. Clutch. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, he's sometimes clutch. Sometimes not paying attention. Yeah. Um, but Pitch Perfect is a fucking massive hit, right? I don't, I've never been in a movie that was that successful. Yeah, it was crazy because I didn't know like what I was getting myself into. I literally didn't read the, the sides before going to the audition. I just read Pitch Perfect. <laughs> I thought it was a baseball movie and that's not a joke. <laughs> Like, I thought it was a baseball movie. I feel like there is a Matthew Lillard baseball movie called maybe Pitch Perfect it, with, with yeah. Freddie Prince Jr. It, it would make sense. Yeah, I think, or, or something very no, close to that. No, it's not Pitch Perfect, but there Perfect is one. Perfect Pitch, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm joking like I don't know. It's Perfect Pitch, and it's my favorite film. <laughs> yeah, so I remember when I got the script, and I went and did the audition. It went really well, and they offered me the role. And my agent was like, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. There, you can't say no. But I was like waffling on the idea because I'm on like workaholics, which is a cool culty. You have street cred at the yeah. moment, comedic street cred. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's like I don't know if doing a song and dance movie is the right move. And I gave it to my guys, and and Anders read it and was like, "This is funny. I think you're going to be really funny in this. The movie sucks. It won't be on you, but you will be funny." Right. 
And then Blake was like, uh-huh, yeah. And then we were working late and he comes into my office. He's like, you can't do it, dude. Oh, oh, God. oh no. Yeah, and he's like, you'll tear down everything we're oh. building. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and so I have like oh, this geez. weight on my shoulders where Blake thinks I'm gonna like ruin our collective careers. Yes. <laughs> but I'm selfish and I took it. <laughs> yeah, and I like money. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, do you care about money? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, is like everyone's like, oh, Comedy Central, uh, not making any money. But like I was making zero money. Right. I was just doing like commercials and stuff. So yeah. like to go from like making nothing to making the, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, uh, where I have tens of thousands in the bank account. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is okay. Fuck yes. yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like I always relate it to back to my parents and I tell them what I'm making to like say that that's not a lot of money is yeah. my dad would punch me in the nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? He'd put you on a railroad track and drive over <laughs> yeah, you in a train. Sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was also awesome because all of my best friends, like we all lived in the workaholics house together. All this except for Durs. Oh. Durs like had a girlfriend that he's now married to and has two children with. But like me, Kyle, and Blake all lived together in that house. Hold on a second. You lived in the house you shot in? We shot it, yeah. So when you just wake up and you're at work. Yeah, for the first season. And then huh. and then Blake and I went and rented a big dumb house in the hills mm -hmm. but uh <laughs> we're like we gotta be bachelors uh -huh. <laughs> there was like a sunken in fire pit with like Ooh. shag carpet and Ooh. leather oh, walls wow yeah, you really leaned cool. into I it i hope yeah. you made love in front of that fire at least once <laughs> at least once okay good. Uh, good. me and blake um <laughs> yeah so it was fun like making money like together yeah. And so that like we each went out and like bought a car on the same day. Mm. That's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. And we're all like, tomorrow we're all going to come in with a new car. And we all pulled <laughs> in and we're like showing off our cars. Like you're an entourage. Yeah, right? totally. <laughs> so Pitch Perfect comes out. It's uh, an enormous hit. I mean, a really, really big hit. And then there's a sequel. And then you do that how long after that? A year after maybe? Year, year and a half, something mm -hmm. like that. And then did that and then... Then it was really clicking because I was doing Workaholics. I had my own stand-up show called Adam Devine's House Party that I was able to curate and uh -huh. get the, like, new talent. It was sort of their Live at Gotham. It was their new or their premium blend. Yeah. And I was able to, like, bring up a bunch of funny young comics that I knew from working at the improv. Right. And at the same time I was doing that, I was doing Workaholics. Pitch Perfect was out. I'd just done Pitch Perfect 2, and then I started going on tour a lot and was doing, like, big theater tours. Right. Now, is Mike and Dave need wedding dates? Is that your first opportunity to, to headline a movie? Yeah. And you're with Zac Efron. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this motherfucker can't not make money, right? I'm like, he's printing it. <laughs> Let me latch on. <laughs> but I would imagine you'd feel kind of pretty pretty safeguarded by that whole... And also, Combination. like, the whole, like, independent movies, you never know if people are going to see it or if it's going to come out in the theaters or or where it's going to land. But I felt good going into this. Pitch Perfect 2 was coming out while we just got to Hawaii to shoot uh, Mike and Dave. Right. I felt just on the moon. I'm in Hawaii. I'm, oh, yeah. I, like, oh. got abs to look like Zac Efron's brother. Yeah. But, like, the protruding abs, the fat guy abs. The, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> the Harvey Keitel. The Harvey Keitel abs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was on the moon. What do you... Get the fuck Oh, up. Do you my... <laughs> Rob, we got to get a picture of this. 
I don't even know Justin. why I pulled this out. I just we pulled each, out. We each have a pack of uh, Justin's almond butter in our pockets. <laughs> Honestly, that is impossible that that just happened. What two guys in LA right now are walking around with a oh fucking pack Apparently of almond Apparently many, many of them. Is this the moment we, should we buy fucking Justin's stock? Do yeah, we, we got to make the call. everyone's eating it? I love this stuff. Let's call our guys so together good. on the air. <laughs> or business managers. Mine's mine's too hot. It's too liquid. I, no, oh, I'm kind of. That's why I pull let it, it out. Yeah. yeah, mine's yeah. At, mine's at about 104 degrees yeah. right now. <laughs> I got a hot hot thigh. <laughs> For our misophonia Wait. listeners, oh, prepare I, yourselves. I can't get over that. I thought he was pulling out some nicotine. I thought or something. you were pulling I, out your phone, but. <laughs> Much yeah, better. Just, just bored. <laughs> we both, yeah. We both, I got to uh, call my family. <laughs> I got to wake up right now. I got to I want to talk to my grandmother. She's hanging on by a thread. Mm. Oh. Mm. 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 <laughs> wow. Wouldn't it, what now, a thing to share. Now, peanut butter is such a good thing to eat while on a microphone. Yeah, really. Yeah. It makes you mm. all We like have all a lot of listeners who have misophonia, mm -hmm. which is an irrational... Um, well, it's not irrational, it's medical. Okay, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> well, they don't think it's irrational. <laughs> uh, hatred of mouth sounds. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what it makes me well, like? It kind of makes me like talk like Owen Wilson right out of the gates. Oh, yeah, it's I like see that. You know, the whole nails like bomb because such a great kitchen. <laughs> Is yours peanut butter or almond? Mine's almond butter. Okay, Mine's yes, almond those, butter. Those Mine's honey. Are you saying we use Honey. Mm. Is yours regular or is it honey? You, this, you're going to love this. I started the day with three of these in my pocket. I've already gone through two of them. One of them was honey and then two non-honey. That was how I treated myself. Oh, wow. But I didn't want to go all three honeys. What, how about yours? I love, I love the honey. This, okay, back to Hawaii. Because now, man, th this is when I want to be you. I'm imagining you've got a fucking sweet hotel room wherever you're shooting. Mm -hmm. Did you have any fire in your hotel room? And I'm being serious. Like, were there any torches or anything? Because that's I'm in my mind right now <laughs> when I'm fantasizing about you being number one on the call sheet and having a fucking mm. a, a pimp placed it. Was there like exposed fire anywhere? No, oh, no. It was just like a, a giant suite. It, okay. it was nice. It was very nice. I just started dating my girlfriend, uh, or maybe we'd been dating a little bit. But it was awesome. It was like where we like really fell in love with each other. She came down. She came down. Mm. And because it, it was such a fun place to come visit. Yeah. And she'd come down for a few weeks at a time. And and we became friends. Like the whole cast and her all became friends together. And right. Uh, are you a big drinker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like it? I do. Yeah. So on those sets, you can really have a good time, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's great is we did... Uh, <laughs> It was so fun. It was like, just ran the whole hotel. Like we, there was like multiple bars and like mm. we could just go in whenever. And oh. there was like the beach bars and mm. they were yeah. so cool to us. And it was, they were so great to us that I was trying to think of where to take my house party show. Mm -hmm. Cause season one, I did it in LA. Season two, I did it, took over a bar in New Orleans. And season three, I took it to the North shore, Hawaii oh, and took over uh, surfer the bar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, so now let me just ask you, um, some mornings on that movie, a little rough? That was pretty good about— could you rein it in on the, week, on the, sh on the, on the school days? Uh, yeah, on the school days, I, I, I'm pretty good about reining, reining it in. Like six drinks after work, but cap it there? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I'd say that's, that's probably about the number. <laughs> By the way, that's what I want. Like some alcoholics, they desire to be able to have a glass of wine. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. I want to be able to get drunk— 
Yeah. I want six. That would be a sweet spot for me. If I just like, I could, I could get drunk. I'd say like four, four to six. Six is when, because that's the tipping now point yes. that you're that you're drunk, and then you go like, eh, maybe let's just, I'll be fine. If I get five hours of sleep, I'll be fine. <laughs> that fucking conversation where you <laughs> you keep building an argument for why you only need five, then four. And then you're like, I'm fucked. Then it goes yeah. straight to you can't even make an argument anymore. Yeah, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, so you do that movie. It comes out. It, it does fine, right? It just does fine. Yeah. You, prob you probably had higher expectations. I wanted it to be a huge hit. I feel like if that movie was four or five years earlier, it would have done much better. And it was really at right at the beginning where this comedy start and slowly the air starts coming out of them. Yeah, at the movie theater. But of course, you you don't know. A you don't know that what's, van. What's crazy is if that movie were to come out right now and make the money that it did, people would be like, "No, oh, okay, yeah, big win. Well, yeah. All right, comedy's mm -hmm. back. Yep, because it made like seventeen or eighteen million opening weekend, mm -hmm. which, which is, is like now would be a, now would a, be great because movies are coming out and making like six. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and seven. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. so so it sucks. <laughs> yeah, but so. anything shy of this at that time, like you had to hit twenty. Twenty yeah. was like you've made a hit comedy at that time, and so you didn't hit that. And how do you take that? I mean, you luckily have the show still, right? At that point, yeah. That's a, helpful, I would imagine. I had the show, and I knew that that wasn't going to be my only shot. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like it it wasn't, like, my sole thing. Mm -hmm. So I knew that I was going to at least have some other shots. Right. So you were fine with it. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I did. I definitely wanted it to be bigger. I wanted, you know, it, like we were saying about you're building things up in your head and you're sort of planning the trajectory of, of where your career could go. Yep. As I'm like, oh, this movie's going to come out. I'm on the cover of Rolling Stone. Uh -huh. I'm the the biggest movie star uh, yeah. in the world, and I sell out arenas. Right. Like that's where sure. I'm. I'm, I'm well, dreaming that it goes. I mean, I had friends that like didn't go see it opening weekend, and, and like family members that like didn't go opening weekend. Yes, and I'm like, <laughs> just go the opening weekend. Oh, I had I had one. I was talking to my dad on like a Monday, and he goes. uh, Oh, yeah, and it was just a fucking terrible movie. I can't even remember what it was, but some movie no one should go see, like, you know, I don't, Luke Besson's worst movie or something. He's like, yeah, I said, boy, that, I saw a that good movie. And I go, yeah, yeah, is, is that what you saw this weekend? Like, yeah. I had a movie come out. He actually went to the movie theater and didn't see my movie. So fucking some other, some, oh, that is so some funny. Some punch-em-up, kick-em-up film with some older man in it. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was something. Stay tuned for more Armchair Expert, if you dare. Okay, I want to go to um, The Righteous Gemstones because we've watched oh the first God. six episodes. Oh, cool. Oh, man. Wow. The music's so fucking great. Yeah. The scope of it's so big. Like, Danny directed the fuck out of that thing. It yeah. is so good. Monica yeah, and I oh, are... Man. Yeah, we do not say this lightly. We are obsessed. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, it is unbelievable. I mean, that was like... I watched Foot Fist Way with my girlfriend last night. Oh, really? Yeah. For the first time? No, it was oh, like my eighth time. But yeah. she had never seen it before. 
And she's like, this is so funny. Oh. And then her next sentence was, this movie would never get made today. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. It, would, it absolutely wouldn't. But yeah. Danny was just such a hero to me. I put him on the pedestal with like Will Ferrell and like, oh yeah, he was, he was like a god. Mm-mm. And I remember I met him at a party. We had a small bit in um, Neighbors, the first Neighbors. We were the guys that invented beer pong. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, <laughs> me and the workaholics guys. And so we were at the after party and everybody's there. And, and I'm like, oh, it's cool. Like, look, it's all these guys from the movies and, that we know. Danny comes around and grabs my other shoulders like, oh, hey, I know you. And I'm like, holy shit, you're Danny McBride. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. And I go, you're a bright shooting star. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're a bright shooting wow. star is what I said. Wow. I think I was a little fucked up, honestly. Sure. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> it's and a beautiful thing to be described as. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, okay, man. <laughs> That's a hard I, compliment to take. Yeah. And then I just grabbed my girlfriend. I'm like, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I just called some- him a bright shooting star. We have to leave right now. <laughs> yeah, so how did you, first of all, not only is the show just a 10, on all levels. It, the fact that it's serialized and genuinely serialized and I really want to know yeah. what happens next, I love. And then you are spectacular oh in it. God. You are Thank really, you. really fucking perfect so in it. So good. So good. Yeah, thanks. You are holding your own with him in every way and you're so funny. I'm dying to know. I mean, clearly I think you're gay, but I, maybe there's another <laughs> layer going on that I don't even understand yet. The guy, who is the fucking guy who is in love with you? That's oh, one of Tony the- Cavallero. Okay, oh. that is one of the greatest. Maybe I'm just out to lunch on him. I must be, but what a casting choice. Yeah, he's so great. He was like on School of Rock, like the Nickelodeon. He played like Jack, the Jack Black character in School oh, of Rock. Oh, okay. He was a Groundlings guy, and so uh, oh, he's like been in that I world. I should know him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and, embarrassed. But he's super funny. I'm like, is this a real person? I love when I think, oh, maybe Danny knew this guy at a convenience store, and he somehow convinced him to act. You know, What's one of those cool kinda- is like, he looks insane. His hair, <laughs> oh his God. haircut's insane. He looks crazy. And then... He's like a buddy. He's like the guy that I do most of my scenes with. So, like, I'm buddies with him. When we were shooting the show, we lived, like, a few blocks away from each other. So we'd, uh, like, grab lunch or, like, we would, like, work out together. Like, I bought weights and, like, we'd work out in my backyard. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It was hard to, like, scrub off his satanic tattoos. Oh. Because they're, like, they just, like, stick to you. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, hard to get them off all the time. So half the time they're just faded looking. Uh And so, like, (laughs) I remember we're working out in the backyard and he's not wearing a shirt. And I'm, like, you look absolutely (laughs) insane right now. Yeah. You're covered in, like, 666 across your chest, (laughs) upside down. Crosses. Oh, man. And he's like the sweetest, nicest guy. Yeah, he is blowing my mind in that show. Wait, there was one, because we asked Danny, but he, and he didn't know. There's one scene, oh, yeah. where, are you guys in the bathroom or something? And you say, you have ju- you lost your marbles? You said marbles in the craziest, craziest <laughs> I said, way. marbles. Yes. <laughs> was that just a fuck up or was that a, on purpose? We were laughing so hard. Uh, you know what it was is marbles wasn't written. Uh-huh. And me and Danny, we don't get to improv a lot in this show because a lot of it, there's eight oh. people in the scene oh, yeah. or sure. you have to really push the story forward. Mm-hmm. But this time it's just me and Danny. So we, he was like, let's let it fly. And so we were improving a lot. And I went to say, I'm supposed to say mind. Yes. But I did that in another take. And so I start to say 
mind. Yeah. And I switched it to marbles. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it was it Which was I too good. My estimation was that was real. Like yeah. he yeah. switched mid word and it's I'm so glad that's what they put I in love there. I love when I we we tried to do a lot of that on workaholics too. Like when people fuck up saying something, especially if they're angry, yeah. which people do all the time yes. when they're just speaking. I also had one in Pitch Perfect where I said, instead of saying orchard, I uh, said orchid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they left it in. I'm like, of course. Every time I fuck up, they just leave it in. Uh, oh, it's so it's good. Great. And you were down in Charleston, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you dig it down there? Are you tempted to move down? I love it. So yeah. I would love to get a place on there. My girlfriend's like, no, you're not <laughs> buying a house down there. Yeah. But it's it's awesome. It's like the people there are so great. The food's awesome. Yeah. I like gained 20 pounds when I was down there. That's oh, why yeah. that's why we were talking about working out so much at the beginning <laughs> because I'm like, I got to get this off me. <laughs> now, how did you come to be in that show? Were you offered it? Does Danny love you? Did you have to earn it? Yeah, they offered it to me, which was really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I would have auditioned, they, but they just wanted to meet me. The only time we met, I called him a bright shooting star. Yeah, right. Well, so he's like, nah, maybe we meet him so we know he's not a psychopath. They wanted me to go to Charleston, so I went to Charleston to meet them. And I walk into a restaurant, and Danny jumps out behind a potted plant and goes, Boo, scared you, fucker. And I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Classic McBride. Just, yeah, and then we just talked. David Gordon Green was there, a bunch of the writers. So we just had like a, a dinner together. Right. Mm -hmm. How much of the character did you create? How much did you work with Danny with it on? Uh, what, what was that? Danny's so cool. Like he's great about casting people that he's confident in their abilities. Right. So like no real do it this way or do it that way. Like, he really was just like, I love do it. You. Yeah, do it. Right. How yeah. about the hairdo? That Danny wanted. Danny, okay. like, it's, wanted that hair. It's I was, a great, great mm -hmm. look. It's a, it's a, I think it's making me go bald, though. Oh, because they, they have to hot iron my hair to make it. Oh. It's like a faux hawk where they spike it straight up. Mm -hmm. They have to hot iron it every time. Oh, yeah. You're, that's killing it's like, your hair for sure. Yeah. I'm like, you can, well, I've had that done and I'm like, I, I smell my hair burning. Like, yeah. I can smell it. Thinner right here than sure. iron. And I'm like, are. never like lost my hair before. Right. And I'm like 35 <laughs> and I'm like, is this how it goes? Well, Do I lose yeah. it Adult on the right? Adult diapers are next. Yeah, I know. They're 60, coming up. 60% of men under 35 right. are losing for him. Hims for men. Yeah. Hims okay, for we'll men. hook it up. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a discount. We'll, we'll, code yeah. Yeah. we'll get you the uh, promo code but, DAX. That's right. Yeah. Um, how many episodes are there in their first season? Nine. Oh, wonderful. So I we know. have three more left. So you're definitely doing that. And what else are you up to? Got a bunch of stuff coming out. I got a movie that I did. It's if Siri like were to turn on you, and it's got all these bugs in it, and it like falls in love with me, and it's oh. and I start to I get a girlfriend and like tries to sabotage my life. Oh, and, so it's like the ooh. reverse of her. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like comedy her. Uh huh. So I got that coming out. Uh, What's that called? That's called comedy Jexy. her. It's called oh. Comedy Her. It's Jexy. It sounds a lot like a Comedy Her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I'm doing uh, Green Eggs and Ham for Netflix. And that's a big cartoon that I'm doing. I'm, and you play Sam I, I Am. I play Sam I Am, yeah. So right. That, that's pretty fun. Do you have a voice that you do when you're Sam I Am? I mean, it's just my voice, but it's up here. Right. Yeah, and he's just really excited. Okay, so I'm horrendous at voiceover. Like, oh, really? Embarrassingly bad, yeah. And I live with someone who's one of the best in the sure. world. Sure. And I just can't do it. I've had these, were you an Ice Age? I was on Ice Age, yeah. Okay, so when I first kind of like 
got known for anything, the a casting director was like, we want you in Ice Age. Like, it was mine to lose. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, they were like, you can't. I'm like, I'm nervous. You can't fuck up. You're in this thing. And then I went and recorded, and they're and like, they're this like, is not going to go <laughs> yeah. work out. And I well, just I, can't do it. I had it. a whole movie that, I mean, I think I'm pretty good at voiceover. Yeah. And I've done a lot of it. But I, I did a whole movie where I'm the lead of it. <laughs> it's called Ferdinand the Bull. I do it for a year and a half. I keep going in and doing these recording sessions. They fired my ass oh, and wow. uh, brought in John Cena. Because oh, John oh, Cena's wow. career like got hot right at that point. And they were like, ah, he'd make a better Ferdinand the Bull. I'm, but I'm like, it's our voices. It's not our what we look like. Yeah. yeah. Also, have you seen my six pack on top of my beer belly? <laughs> only, only I'm a baby Ferdinand. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I know. How I know did you take that? How did that feel? Uh, that sucked. I've never been fired from anything, and like, I'm not causing any trouble, and I I think I do good work, and I'm prepared, and uh, yeah, yeah, it I, sucked. I got fired for the first time last year, and it was quite a you know I had to work through it mentally. Yeah. Also, it was like. It was going to be the next thing after Mike and Dave, and I'm going to be the lead of it. It's going to be Ferdinand the Bull. Adam Devine is Ferdinand the Bull. Yes. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, yeah. I'm a cartoon. Yeah. I'm the lead guy in a cartoon. This is my Shrek, and I'm Mike Myers. Yes. Is what I'm thinking. Of course. It was a much different movie. It was like, it was just really, really saccharine. It was so uh, sweet. Uh-huh. And... My voice has like a raspiness to it sure. and it has a little bit of an edge to it. Yep. So it was hard for me to just be nothing but sweet the, yeah. the whole time. You might have been miscast out of the gates, which I, is not I, I really I think a little bit. Fault. And I think it was like an, an uphill battle. I, I don't think I was like the director's first mm. choice. And so I think he the whole time Cena. he was like, if only we could get Cena. <laughs> Cena would be fucking crushing this shit right now. It's the sweetest voice I've ever heard. Have you heard Cena's voice? So it's silky like honeydew smooth. coming off of a baby's pipes. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, okay, well, you you have more movies coming out, and then what's next? And then I'm I'm trying to figure out what I'm I, I'm gonna. Well, no, do you have next. two movies coming out, don't you? You finish. You're in post on two films, aren't you? Oh, that one's uh, Magic Camp. I you, weirdly I did this movie for Disney. Right, like literally I finished Workaholics. We wrapped, we had the wrap party. And then that next Monday I started work on this Disney movie. So mm -hmm. this is a few years ago now. It's still not out. Okay. And it's me, it's like a it's like a classic Disney, like Kurt Russell movie when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's like all these kids at a camp and I'm the camp counselor who doesn't want to be there and then ends up, you know, falling Loving. in love with the kids. Yeah. And it's like a magic camp and I'm like this world-class magician who's fallen hard on his luck uh -huh. and it's fun it was it was cute and i really liked doing it i i like doing like those kids movies yeah and, but these kids are fully grown now right they're gonna be promoting <laughs> the movie on motorcycles oh, and yeah shit. i mean <laughs> they're like the they were like all like 12 and 13 yeah and now they're like 16 years old mm. you know 14 15 16 yeah and i'm like this it's gonna be a much i'm like they can't do a red carpet right they can't <laughs> yeah it'd be really confusing yeah did you learn any magic on that movie? I learned some like sleight of hand stuff that like immediately I forgot. I, I was like, for sure, this is going to stick with me and I'm always going to have this card trick. I even went to the improv because I wanted to test it out to see if I could do it in front of a crowd. Ah. I did it in front of this crowd. It worked. And uh, Chris Rock was it came in and was in the audience. No. I, he's my favorite <laughs> stand-up comic of Whoa. all time. I love yeah. the guy. And he follows me and I'm like, oh, God. 
Chris Rock's here. And so I go out to the bar and I leave in like 15 minutes. He just does a quick set and comes out and he goes, Magic Man! <laughs> As walk, and I'm like, oh, I'm not the Magic Man. <laughs> I, I do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. This is weirdly... Yeah. <laughs> I never have done magic before. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm an actor. Prepare for a role. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been around one person where I was like, I'm just not going to do it. The door's open. I could do it, but I just, uh, and that's Bill Murray. I'm like, I, I need him to like me in a way that I can't risk finding out. Of course, he doesn't. It, it just, it's better to not know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Did you meet him down in Charleston? No, never met him. He I, lives I, down there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he has a place down there. I think he lives just in the world. He does. He like, kind of just wanders yeah, he, from party to party. And and I guess he was there for like a, a week when we were down there. Uh, we stayed on this island, Sullivan's Island, which is right off Charleston. And that's where like we all just rented houses. And uh -huh. it was awesome. We were all like right by the beach and it was so fun. But that's where Bill has a place. And, and so like there was only like six restaurants on the island, so you end up knowing all the servers and bartenders and everyone, and you'd go in, and they're like, oh, did you see Bill? He was just in. And I'm like, where? Uh -huh. Where's Bill? Uh-huh. Okay, so quickly, Chloe. Yep. Are we going to have some children? She's pregnant. I'll announce oh it my here. God. No. Oh, my God. Is <laughs> <it> really? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah. Do you I, want them? Yeah, I'd like kids. I kind of am a children pusher. Yeah. People get mad at me. Yeah, you some like, people uh, don't like How that. many kids you got? Two. You like them? I love them. They're okay. so fun. They're so fun. When I have defined myself as an actor or a comedian or a writer or all these things, there was something about it that felt a little um, shaky. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, well, ultimately someone has to agree with me that I'm this thing or I'm not this thing. Mm -hmm. Something about having a, an identity that is a true one of bedrock, of I'm these people's dad, yeah. and that's my sole purpose, has been incredibly liberating on all things professional. Oh, yeah, I'm like, everything, whatever. <laughs> It makes things matter less. So you yes. you walk into meetings or auditions or whatever, and it's less of a it's less of a thing. I got fired from that sitcom, and then I walked in the house, and my girls were right there, and I was like, "Oh, who gives a flying fuck? They don't care if I'm hired or fired from the sitcom. Yeah. Well, who cares?" And it just immediately, uh, yeah, I feel wonderful about it. Yeah, yeah, I really recommend it. I I think uh, I've had friends that have like loved being a parent out the gate, and then I've had some friends that like. The first year or so, mm. especially they were like working so much and the mom was at home quite a bit. And yeah. so they just like truly loved the mom more. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, uh, but then once the kids get a little older mm -hmm. and you can talk to them, they're not just a baby who wants their mother. They, right. So, well, luckily neither of us are home ever. <laughs> yeah. So they like us equally yeah, in okay. our absence. Yeah, well, that's good. Okay, well, you know, Adam, you're as lovely in person as you are on the television shows we've come to love you on. You're funny. You're, um, you've got a six-pack on the outside, which I love. You're a bright shooting star. Oh, you're a bright Go ahead yes. and say that. Star. All right, well, I adore you. Well, and thanks, uh, I, I can't wait for everyone to watch Righteous Gemstones. It's so great. You're so great on it. And yeah. uh, I hope you guys do that show for six years. Yeah. Me too. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you guys put me on it. Me too. <laughs> yeah, maybe We're we put both of us on it. Yeah. yeah. Kristen and I were literally immediately like, we have to pitch ourselves as like a Tammy and whatever, why not? What, I forget the name, yeah. Tammy Faye Baker yeah. and whatever Baker yeah. and come in as some kind of rival like couple. I could see you guys being like a super, a super Christian power couple. Yeah, like coming up from Texas to fuck yeah. shit up. Uh-huh. All right, well, it's out in the ether now. <laughs> it's out there, yeah. Danny. <laughs> All right, be good. Cool. And now my favorite part of the show, the fact check with my soulmate, Monica Padman. 
rolling, rolling, rolling down the river. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Monica's in a hurry. And there's nothing more fun than to pick at her by making everything slow. Okay. I'm not in a hurry. Oh, who's in a hurry? You. Then? Oh, I'm in a hurry. What, do I got to pick up my daughter at six o'clock? Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to poke this little bear. Don't. This little bear is small, but boy, she's tenacious. This little bear, she'll tear you bits from bits. Brown bear. She'll be tear you limb from limb. Brown bear are the meanest bears. They are. They're the biggest. The biggest. Oh. Well, I think polar bears might be a little meaner. Really? Well, they're exclusively eating protein, meat. You know I thought what I'm brown saying? bears were small but mighty. No, black bears are <laughs> the smallest. Oh. And then brown bears are the heaviest. And then polar bears are the tallest. Okay, this is falling apart. This Your theory. Yes, because I- You're a brown I, bear. But then like, I'm not, I'm not the biggest. No, no, you're like a teen brown bear. The teens are smaller? Well, of course, before <laughs> they get to full adulthood. Well, I knew some teens who were huge, so there. I was a, t a huge teen. I'm trying to think if I have any updates. Well, we had Taco Bell today. I know, second time in five days. Second time in five days. Yeah, we mm. said we were going to talk about it last fact check, but we didn't have time. Oh, right. So we had- well, Let's be dead honest with people. This is pretty embarrassing <laughs> as far as being opulent. Uh-huh. We had a $50 Taco Bell order delivery. I know, but it, why was it? Because I ordered everything. And, and, and things that you were on the fence about, I just ordered anyways for yeah. you. Yeah. We had so many Taco Supremes. We had, <laughs> this is not a commercial, by the way. No. I'll make this very clear. We are in no way receiving any money. No. In fact, we're giving these guys money, $50, to the tune of $50. <laughs> you know what's funny is, so um, Belle is in, in Europe. Yep. Gallivanting around Europe. We share a food order account. Yeah, I know. I knew she was going to have something to say about that. She hasn't yet, but uh, she okay. at some point will see that I spent $50 at Taco Bell. And this is kind of a pattern when she goes out of town. Remember, I also spent like $30 at McDonald's one night. Yeah. And she said, who did you have over to have McDonald's? And I said, hon, nobody. She <laughs> goes, you had you had two Big Mac meals and sure. a 20-piece chicken nugget. Yikes. And I was like, I did. If I'm going to do it, I'm going well, all the way. Well, in this case, we both had Taco Bell. We both had Taco Bell, yeah. And we, um, I introduced you to the Mexican pizza. Yep. Which blew our socks off night one. Mm -hmm. Today it didn't. Today it didn't. But I don't want to say that's not nice. Right. So. But that cheesy gordita crunch. We didn't like that the first time. But then you loved it today. <laughs> yeah. That kind of, that's makes it fun. There's novelty. Like you don't know yeah. what will be the best today. Well, really what happened with the cheesy gordita crunch is I got that and I was like, eh, okay, I'm not, it's fine. I'm not yeah. crazy about it. Then I put it down. Then I started eating something else. And then I was like, I'll just have one. And I just kept having more bites of it. Right. Even it though I didn't really you. want it, I wanted it. So interesting. Yeah. I went crazy and I had the Mexican pizza and I think I had five or six uh, hard taco Supremes. I had uh, many of them were Dorito flavor. Sure. I mean, boy, did I feel good the next day. <laughs> As we we had completely different reactions we to did, it. We did, we did, yes. bodily reactions. I don't want to gross anyone out, but I'll just use, I'm just going to use the uh, adjective torrential. That's all, <laughs> I'm just going to put that on the table and I yep. won't say who or what, but just torrential. And I did not have anything well, torrential. Well, hold on. Now you're exposing who had torrential issues. Oh, well, that part I'm happy to expose. You had a <laughs> torrential <course>. issue. <laughs> um, I did not. I had a great time. Yeah, you did fine. I had a great time um, eliminating that food from my body. Evacuating. 
No. Either. Okay. And Decide in fact, later. there was no smell. Oh, right. Tell I have me. a theory. You have a weird theory. Yeah. I want you to launch it on everyone. Well, first of all, a fun thing to call Taco Bell is taco smell. Right. But we're talking about the good smell, the smell of the sauces. Yeah. Oh, it, t- it smells delicious. Right. But you're not talking about like taco smell, like the smell after, right? No, no. You <laughs> just, it's just a funny play on words. Yeah. But but you have a theory. Go ahead. I don't want to yeah. steal your theory. My theory is kind of the more- Processed and junky. Processed, the less- smell there is the more odorless the more odorless i'm i can say the less smell okay, okay. the less the smell, less smell. there okay. is stick with less smell the less smell there is as it's on its way out uh-huh do you know what okay okay <laughs> do you know why i was pushing odorless why because it doesn't have the word smell in it and like the word you smell, just decided you wanted to t- talk, tell a whole story about the word taco smell. Right, because we're not talking about poop, we're talking about food. So if you say taco smell and you're thinking about food, great. If you use the word smell when talking about duty, mm-hmm. then, I, then I think you just opt for odorless. Okay. okay. Let's see <laughs> your, only, your opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah. yeah. End of so it. are you saying if you were to eat just a whole ripe avocado, it would be horrendous? Not horrendous, but it's going to be, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also a or like bit of a, a big smell. I mean, a big smell. <laughs> a, big, a big salad. A big salad. Is triggering for you. It's probably not going to be great. I don't know. I'm. We're opposites. This is so interesting. So, so interesting. I think mine makes the most logical sense, actually. So yours makes none. If you put stinky stuff in, it should be stinky coming out. A salad doesn't smell stinky. But it's real food. It's getting like processed in a real way. Okay. And so when it comes out, it's real. Right. So when the taco smell or the Domino's <laughs> comes out. And now we're getting into trouble because. <laughs> so anyway, Adam. Adam Devine. So you said that high protein and low carb diets affect boners. It affected my boner. So what it does do, that kind of diet, well, mainly carbs is a really important macronutrient in your body's production of hormones. So it does affect testosterone production. Mm. Low carb does. It limits your testosterone. Yes. And that has an impact on your pee-pee. It can. Yeah. It sure can. So you're right. You got to go over to four hams. Get a little eating medicine. That's right. Or eat some carbs. I don't know. Your choice. <laughs> yeah, eat it. Dealer's choice. Eat a breadstick or two. The specific diet I was on was called glycogen depletion, mm-hmm. right? And when I would load on the glycogen, boy, watch out. There was a pink elephant in the room, let's just say. Like Your I would eat all this. Pink? I would eat all these all <laughs> these boxes of fruity pebbles. That's how I would reload my glycogen. Yeah. And then there was there was something that we had to address, which was there was a pink elephant in the room. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Right. There was something like an unavoidable topic. Kristen, <laughs> she I'd described see, it as like you just appeared and then- and then <laughs> Leapt out of the dark shadows? Yeah, with your panties off. Uh-huh, fully aroused. Stuck it in her. <laughs> okay, well. And she was like, oh, no, oh, I hell. didn't want that. Help oh, me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Why'd I marry this person? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, great. He's younger than me, though. Right. So Although he, when I did that, I was younger than him. But maybe he just maybe he has a lot of testosterone. Mm, I bet he does. So then it can be lowered, but he still has some level that still everyone's ample. different. Yeah, my father had tragically low testosterone. Had to have testosterone replacement therapy. Also trauma. 
Yeah. Uh, like accidents, not like, but maybe the other trauma too. But but yeah. like physical ac uh, accidents also some seem to have some effect on your hormone production later really? in life. Yeah, my father had like two DOAs. You know, he was he was in accidents nonstop. Mm -hmm. Bad car accidents. Uh, but why? How would it affect your testosterone? I don't know why it does, but hmm. th there's some link between that. Rob, add that to the fact checklist. Yep. So you're saying that you have no testosterone? I mean, low, low. Yes, I don't think yes. you do. Well, no, I've been tested. <laughs> I so. know, but I just don't think you do. Right. Okay. <laughs> I know you've been tested, uh -huh. and it's, and I have, and I'm on testosterone cream. Right. Uh -huh. Your levels came back low, so you're on a cream. Uh huh. Uh. I love it. But I just I think slather that it person, on my thighs. Oh, you do? Yeah. It's very intimate. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Imagine it like having Vicks to, Vapor Rub. <laughs> yes, it's Vicks Vapor Rubs for your thigh. <laughs> but imagine it, it, at, at night having to like apply a cream to your inner thigh. I mean, it's. it's your in, inner thigh? Okay, yeah. now it's become inner thigh. Absolutely. And I actually, when I put it, put on, it on, well, no, but I think about this. So I put it on my thigh and then I have to consider, well, my penis is going to hang down and touch my thigh while <laughs> I sleep because I wear a loose boxer brief. It's the only time I'm not in me undies. All right. I wear a, uh, a loose boxer brief to sleep in. And I think, well, my penis might fall on the side of my thigh. Yeah. So I want to start the cream lower than where I think my penis is oh, going to so lie. Oh, so you start at your knee? <laughs> so I start on my calves. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I start with the bottom of my foot. Uh, yeah, so it is something that I think about. I think, oh, I don't want my testes or my penis to lay on the testosterone sure. cream because I'm not sure that you're supposed to absorb it through your PP or your testicles. Oh, but even though that's where it's heading. Eventually. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I don't want to deny my body the joy of converting it all and then sending it back that way. Wow. But yeah, I just am surprised. Because I'm so aggressive? No, I mean, because you, you're horny a lot, I feel like. I don't think I'm horny that much. Really? No, in fact, when I talk to, to friends like my everyone. age, you've been a part of some of these conversations. We're on a big family trip. There's five families and I'll ask the guys how often they're jerking off. And these guys are jerking off like every day or every couple days or whatever. I'm jerking off like maybe once every nine days. Okay. That sounds That seems low to me. Sure. That's yeah. true. That's true. That seems low. And um, I just do want to add as well, when I, I ran all this by my wife, like, hey, I'm going to get my testosterone checked. Then it came back. It wasn't that my overall numbers were terribly low, but my free testosterone was terribly low because I had this um, hormone globbing agent in my body that attaches to a lot of the testosterone and prevents it from becoming free. And then I had to eat a bunch of seeds and nuts, which I've since done, which lowered that level. Uh -huh. All to say, Kristen's like, well, let me get this straight. <laughs> You're going to take something that could potentially make you more aggressive. And I said, right. uh, well, monitor it. You can decide. And yeah. then I was on it for a few months and she reported back zero difference. If anything, mm. I'm just in a better mood. Hmm. My overall optimism was, in, was increased. Interesting. And not really hornier, unfortunately. Hmm. So when you like are flirting, you're not horny then? I'm not. No. Interesting. No. That's different. When I'm flirting with people, by the way, I had this realization the other day on set. I was talking with Lake, and the conclusion is I definitely flirt with men a lot more than women. And I, if I was being really honest with myself, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because I think she was even going like, have you hooked up with guys? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. She's like, oh, really? That kind of surprises me. <laughs> Which, when she said it, made sense because I, I talk nonstop about this one guy's you talk, body. Talk, you talk, but yeah, but. I can see for her, from her point of view, and I talk about guys' bodies sure. all the time. Yeah, I think it's a very logical Fair assumption question. that I've hooked up with guys. Yeah, 
So I went back to my trailer and I was like, that is interesting because I, I don't desire to hook up with guys. So why do I like flirting with them so much? And you know what I think I figured out is the stakes are higher. Like if I can get a guy to flirt back with me, it's more of a challenge oh. because we're both straight and it's an awkward situation. So I think like I, I want, I like the challenge of it. That's interesting. I was going to say the opposite. I was going to say it's safe. safe. It's just like when married people flirt, flirt with other married people. Like yeah. I think it's like it, there's a safety there because there's no real risk of anything actually happening or not, not risk, no chance of anything actually happening. You're free to kind of like really go out on a limb. Well, you're definitely right. That's a big a huge chunk of it, you're right, is that I'm not nervous that this very empowered guy I'm flirting with is going to feel uh, weird about me yeah. making jokes. Yeah. And I have a strong desire to make those jokes, and yeah. I don't want to do it to women. Sure. So that's part of it. But I definitely think the whole challenge part of it is part, is part of it as well. <laughs> I've known a couple people that don't flirt at all. Mm-hmm. And the couple people are like some of the most gorgeous people I ever met in my life. And I've, it's so weird when you meet someone that doesn't seem to have that desire for approval. And then I thought it through and I was like, yeah, I guess if you've always had that approval from day one, yeah, there's nothing entertaining about it. There's no, there's no game to be played. Yeah. Because you always are getting it. So what a boring game. Yeah, that's true. They can true. safely assume the person already is attracted to them. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so are there versions of the national anthem that are racist? Mm-hmm. So- there is a lot of stuff out there about the Star Spangled Banner. The the, the withheld verses, right? Yeah, there's an extra stanza mm. or something where it's a little racist. I mean, I have it here, but... Read it. Okay, I just don't think we'll get it. Well, and also it's like a lot of these articles say you have to look into the author of the Star Spangled oh, Banner. Okay. That is, that's part of why. But okay, so... Um, he wrote a full third stanza decrying the former slaves who are now working for the British Army. It goes like this. Okay. What if I started saying I it? would love it. <laughs> <laughs> and where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? Question. Their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refugee could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. And the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. That's not the thing I'm thinking of. Oh. That's, that's kind of innocuous. Well, there were slaves then. We to don't. say the word slave wasn't. No. There, do you understand what that means? I don't. Yeah, you I don't. don't and neither do no. I. Okay. But it, they're saying that it <laughs> it is negative. And I'm going to have to believe it because I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means either. Yeah. Okay, wait. Hold on. So in this article, it said that stanza. In other words, key author was saying that the blood of all the former slaves and hirelings on the battlefield will wash away the pollution of the British invaders with Key still bitter that some black soldiers got the best of him a few weeks earlier, the Star Spangled Banner is as much a patriotic song as it is a diss track to black people who had the audacity to fight for their freedom. Mm, okay. So. Okay. So that's what you were talking about. I guess. But I'm actually talking about that. What we The national anthem isn't the Star Spangled Banner, is it? Yeah. It is? Yes. The Home of the Brave? Oh, say can you see? By the dawn's early light. I sang it at a baseball game. You did? 
No. Yes, I did. Not what are by you talking about? Not by myself. My chorus sang it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know all the words? Yeah. I'm murky on some of the middle I bet parts. I really do know all of them if I tried. Say, can you see by the dawn's really light? That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> I, I, I sang it, I think, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, at least two of those years. And one year, it was my... My parents got home from work and we had to drive to the stadium. Yeah. And there was so much traffic mm -hmm. and I was so annoyed at them. At your parents. Of course. As if they <laughs> ordered the traffic. Yeah. And like, why couldn't they just come home early? Oh. And then what now we're in a rush. Now I'm not going to make it there. Now I'm stressed out. Yeah. And it's because of your stupid job. You owe them a lot of amends. <laughs> <laughs> Nope. 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 I mean, um, they were nice I was giving them parents. a lot. I was giving them a lot. I was giving them good grades and uh, and a lot of compliments from teachers. Mm -hmm. Teachers loved me. I bet they did. Yeah. You're an overachiever. You know what? I, I bet you anything. Mm, we'd have to ask them, but I really do. I bet knowing them, if they had to do it all over again, they'd pick that version uh-huh. Then someone who was super, super, super sweet and lovely to them, who to the outside was bad. Who like what didn't have her well, shit my mom together had. and <laughs> No, you had your shit together kinda, right? No, I mean I was fucking on double final notice and I got suspended all the time and I barely graduated high school. Right. And I went from being in the math and science club to fucking dropping out of half my classes and skipping. I mean Yeah. Yeah. I got the police were at my house in the morning during the car show. I came home with black eyes all the time, so I was fighting. I mean, yeah, that. But I was, but I was so sweet to my mom. Yeah, and I was snuggly with her, and I go on <laughs> dates with her to the movies and stuff. So yeah, I think I would, I would pick, I would pick my version. I mean, you I would know. pick your version. That that's not surprise us, or does it? Well, I didn't say what I'd pick. I said what, what they'd pick? pick, and I stand by that they they got what they wanted out right. of me in um, this binary option. <laughs> Or yes. you're either a fuck up. I don't up think you can do both. Come on. <laughs> I would pick. A naughty nice boy? <laughs> I'd pick. God, that's really hard. Yeah. It would really, it would really stress me out to know that. They were on the wrong path. And not even on the wrong path, but like causing other people problems. Mm. That would be very hard for me. Mm -hmm. I think I'd, I think I probably would rather like me being the brunt of whatever the problem was. Right. As the opposed angst. to other people having to take that on somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, my teachers bore the brunt of that. Yeah. See, I that would save make my niceness me... for my mom. That'd make me very uncomfortable. And Aaron Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever girl I was a terrible boyfriend to. You were terrible back then? I was. I mean, I was I was very nice and loving. Yeah. I just was so not loyal. It's mm. we were sharing about it last night in the A oh, meeting. Really? Yeah, it was the topic kinda and it's like, oh God. It, it yeah, it's still kind of a black cloud over me. It's weird. I don't want to I never wish to excuse my behavior, but I also hope to um forgive myself at some point that for whatever reason i i found that impossible yeah i tried yeah yeah oh why do you think low self-esteem needing everyone's approval if i could get it it was worth whatever was happening i don't know maybe sexual abuse i was over sexualized i'm not sure yeah what was going on but boy was i i was not good at it hmm. mm. yeah started in eighth grade that's the first time i cheated horrible 
I felt fucking terrible. Yeah. Ooh. Trying to think of my theory on why. Because it doesn't seem like it's because you like someone more. Nope. That wasn't the case. I was like, I loved these girls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly. I would have died for them. I would have pushed them out of the way of a train to save them. I would have, you know. Mm-hmm. But boy, if I was on spring break, all bets are off. I wonder if it's like you you just have this like compartmentalization. Well, now that's something I've thought about. Uh, post-addiction, I have realized that if you spend a good decade as an addict, you you do get really good at building compartments in your head. You yeah. just have to for survival or you'd kill yourself. Yeah. And I do think that I, I'm, I'm dangerously good at and making compartments in my head for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably what it is. Yeah, but I, I guess maybe as a kid because I was checking in and out of environments and I was already probably you compartmentalizing. Had to, you, you had you built up a skill of compartmentalization because you had to and then yeah. you had that skill so then it probably bled into this other area, I would guess. I've also hit you with this theory, right, that I, I, I think I was punishing my mom sometimes. Like I think I, I didn't want my mom to travel. Like I wanted her around more. So then when she was gone, I was pretty naughty. I never got caught. I didn't want to get caught, but I wanted to feel like I had some power in the relationship. Like, mm. well, if you're going to do that, then I'm going to um, do whatever the fuck I want. That's the price you're going to pay right. for not being here. And I think maybe that association just with women in general, maybe where I was going to punish them mm. if I wasn't getting exactly what selfish acts wanted mm-hmm. might also be in the mix. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's unsightly. <laughs> <laughs> he said that he went to... Um, Orange Coast Community College, and he said that because UCLA was really expensive, which it is, um, in-state 2019-2020, it's $11,000, and out-of-state, $41,000. $41,000. But $11,000 in-state, man, that is a fucking bargain these days. I pray that my daughters want to go to a UC school. I mean, they won't be able to get in, but... We don't know that. They won't. They were not... They're not going to get in one of those schools. What? You have to have a fucking 4.0... You don't know what they're going to have. All right. You're right. I don't know. Yeah. uh, But I don't, uh, I'm certainly not going to be pushing them to study. you're crazy, right? First of all, they're going to get rid of that um, legacy bullshit. Your your admission is weighted if you had a parent that went to a school. That's pretty general across the nation. And that's going to go away as it should. Yeah. Because all that is is like another piece of privilege. Like, of course, if your parents went to fucking UCLA, odds are you already started with a better shot. Exactly. You don't need an extra better shot. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I want them to be able to get into UCLA, I also don't. I, I don't want some kid to, to be deprived of going there because I yeah. went there. At any rate, I, 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 yeah, I don't think they're going to be 4.1 students. I certainly won't be pushing them to be. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. We don't know. Let them be they what could they're going to They be. could do it to rebel against me. Wouldn't that be ironic? Well, don't tell them not to be 4.1 students. I think I will. No. It's not the most important thing. But I would way rather they had a social life and they had all these memories and they went on road trips it's like incredibly, I did. It's an incredibly good skill to be disciplined. And it's, when you're in high school, that's the outlet for that. But I'd rather see them exhibit discipline in writing the things they want to write, in planning a trip and realizing that dream. Like 
it's just what you value of, of how you're exhibiting your, your discipline. It's for yourself. It's trying to be the best version of yourself you can be and pushing yourself when things, it's shitty to do this spelling yes, homework, but it, then- I want them to push themselves and be disciplined, but I want it to be about the things they're passionate about. And I don't want to just mm. hand them, oh, you should be passionate about history, AP history. But it's easy to be disciplined about things you love. It's not easy to be disciplined about things you oh. don't want to do. And in life, you're going to encounter things you don't want to do. And you need that ability to be able to get through those. But I totally disagree because I've over the ca the last 25 years, I've known a thousand actors in LA and they're, they're pursuing something they love. And the, the level of discipline is staggering. Even when pursuing something they love. Yeah, I think as long as they're disciplined at the thing they're passionate about, I'm I'm stoked. Great. Um, okay, so Orange Coast Community College, what I just spoke about, he said is the second biggest community college in the country. He said uh, there's like 50,000 kids that go to school there. And then you said like Notre Dame. So Orange Coast Community College enrolls more than 25,000 students each semester. It's not the biggest in the country Biggest is Miami Dade College hmm. in Miami. How many kids go there? One hundred seventy-four thousand. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sure the... a lot of those are online. <clears throat> I would guess. I would it's like guess. the size of Minneapolis or something. I know <laughs> that's crazy. And then Notre Dame has a total undergraduate enrollment of eight thousand six hundred seventy. That's it. It's hard to get in there. Yeah, there's only eight thousand kids at Notre Dame in, in total undergraduate enrollment. So there's more kids there. But this is- So times four. Yeah, I mean, people okay. leave, and, but yeah. Okay. Oh, the Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr. movie is Summer Catch. Summer Catch. Mm. 2001 Summer Catch. What was I saying? Fever Catch. <laughs> you say catch or catch? Summer Catch. Well, summer e, Catch. Right? I think I said catch. Did mm. I? I think oh, you said I'll catch. i have to go back and listen, maybe. I think I say catch. Let's play catch. I don't think I say play. Let's play catch. Catch a tiger catch. by I his toe. I think I say catch, yeah. Yeah. Summer catch. Oh. But it's catch. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's all. That was it? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was manageable. It was more than a few, In less, less than, than a lot. More than none, <laughs> less than a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I love you. Love you. Let's do this again tomorrow. Mm -hmm.